0: most american school children grew up with the story of how pilgrims and native americans came together in peace for a harvest festival the first thanksgiving it's a sanitized story that doesn't bring up the details of colonialism plague and desperate bloody conflict what we got is our own personal desperate bloody conflict your family's thanksgiving today we talk about surviving thanksgiving and holiday events when being the lone vegan at the table. Vegan Hacks, we're back.
1: Do you agree it's messed up that the President of the United States, whomever he may be, pardons a turkey as if a turkey committed a crime? What was the turkey's crime? Being born a turkey?
0: Well, it's good for the one turkey, at least.
1: I guess. I just It just seems horrible that it's it's called pardoning like it's a capital offense and and the the turkey gets pardoned they're uh you know if Cory Booker had been uh nominated he may have been the first vegan president
0: that's right that would have been awesome
1: i don't know much about his policies but it's cool that he's vegan
0: well, doesn't, doesn't Clinton, he has a vegan diet
1: now? Oh, Bill Clinton post office now is vegan. Yeah, he had a heart attack and then he realized, as many cardiologists do, uh, that a vegan diet is much better for your heart and cardiovascular system.
0: Well, didn't Benjamin Franklin, he wanted the turkey to be the national bird of America? A that's national
1: true. bird meaning eat it or a national bird meaning admired in the wild?
0: Admired in the wild. Instead oh, of whoa. instead of the bald eagle, his, his, he wanted the, the turkey to be the, the majestic
1: turkey. It is a majestic creature. I don't
0: know. With I'm that... kind of scared of those. Really? <laughs> it's a big, any type of large bird is disturbing mm-hmm. to me. I mean, again, I love it. I will not eat it and I will not kill it. But anything that's a, a giant bird is just very prehistoric like a pterodactyl uh, unpredictable I think mm. I was bitten by a goose when I was a kid so I don't know oh, maybe
1: and now you have bad memories
0: I actually have a story about being bitten by a bird there was a bush gardens by the brewery in Van Nuys that I'd go to every once in a while we were our house was very close to that and the bush gardens a place that has captive birds and uh, it's, it's connected with Anheuser-Busch, which is a giant brewery. So you can actually get a tour. You can take a basket ride through the brewery.
1: On a Clydesdale
0: horse? I think there still is a Busch Gardens in Florida. Mm-hmm. So anyway, there's this bird. I was a little kid, okay? So, so just don't blame me for being a little kid. And you're supposed to hold your two finger, index fingers together and wave them like your conductor. And it would sing or whistle Yankee Doodle Dandy.
1: Oh, wow. In tempo to your finger waving.
0: I don't know if it was that smart of a bird. I mean, they say some birds have like at least a three-year-old's intellect. So like, like the, the more exotic birds, like African grays the one, the ones. They're they're very smart. They're very smart. They can speak, they have language. And they live Um, a long time. And they're kind of adorable. I'm not that scared of them.
1: But, you know, I heard even chickens are, like, very affectionate. They can remember, like, a hundred people's faces or a hundred chicken people. I don't know. They want pets. Like, they're really nice, empathetic creatures.
0: Watch out for the chicken people.
1: (laughs) No. (laughs) It was a horror
0: movie. You know, the chicken people? No. I
1: I think it was just a hit job. They're just maligning the chicken's character. And chickens are actually really sweet.
0: So, you take your fingers (laughs) and you conduct them you you wave them like you're a conductor instead of sticks you use your fingers Mm -hmm. and uh, as a little kid i did the waving the conducting waving and nothing happened and i tried it again and nothing happened and i tried it a third time and the bird reached its beak out and bit the tip of my finger off
1: (laughs) off you say
0: Yeah. And I still, I got eight stitches. I was a little kid. It was the first time I ever had like surgery or whatever. And I got eight stitches and I still have a scar from it.
1: Oh, you didn't do anything. It sounded like you said, don't blame me for being a kid. I thought you were going to do something horrible to the bird.
0: You know what? The bird shouldn't have been captive. It shouldn't have been trained, you know, and is probably distressed. And a little kid poking its finger at it maybe is something that it didn't want to experience. Perhaps
1: you had a nervous energy.
0: That's right. Well, you know, we're not here. Well, we're here to talk about birds, but the wrong kind of bird. Thanksgiving can be very stressful. And I personally have had some very extremely stressful Thanksgivings. Um, Mm -hmm. It does revolve around food. It does revolve around your family. Sometimes it revolves around people that you haven't seen all year. Um, And... It's not just Thanksgiving. I mean, it could be a holiday. It could be a holiday party where everyone gets together. Um, Obviously, in America, our Thanksgiving is really, really bird-centric and, you know, focused in on this turkey. You know, people don't maybe eat it as a turkey sandwich, but they don't generally cook the whole bird. And so the death of the bird is almost celebrated in kind of uh, a ritualistic way.
1: It's really bizarre, isn't it? Because there are very few uh, holidays where the centerpiece of the holiday is like a burnt corpse. And it's brought forward. And you know, most a, a lot of meat that Americans eat especially, you don't see the shape of the animal that died. So it's sort of like out of mind. But with the turkey, it's like really clearly a decapitated corpse and you can see its legs and you can see its wings and you can see its charred skin and then they they stuff the cavity of its body with with uh breaded stuff and if this happened to a human you'd be like oh my god that's so barbaric it's just so mind-boggling when you think about it that they present this this burnt bird in front of everyone and like they all ooh and ah over how like Good, it's going to taste.
0: Well, you see it in like maybe Hawaiian luau's.
1: Oh, the pig is pretty much intact with a face and everything. Yeah, and
0: then perhaps Middle Eastern or Middle Eastern cuisine where they cook a full goat, or they. Mm -hmm. they, they, I've seen, I've seen, you know, full animals. In some ways, that's a definitely. At least you see a dead thing.
1: Yeah, I guess (laughs) I mean I mean I
0: mean mean, for for what it's I mean again again I'm against it but at least it's more connected to death than you know you go and get a plastic container of the meat in in wrapped up you can actually see the this is what you're eating you're eating something that is dead
1: right i think anyone who feels comfortable eating a hamburger should also feel comfortable killing a cow with their own hands
0: i think they need to see a cow and like touch a cow and see that they are affectionate kind interesting creatures yeah even before better. they eat the cow. or refuse <laughs> to kill a cat with their own hands better yet i have questions for you because i don't really know that much about your background you're a mysterious man <laughs>
1: okay i'm an international man of mystery
0: your parents are not American, no. So, what was your first experience with Thanksgiving?
1: I think my parents like the idea of Thanksgiving, so they didn't necessarily practice it in their home countries, but they did it for me. And you, you, there was a time when I wasn't yet vegan, and we had the full turkey and everything. And so, then, wait, wait, wait,
0: hold on, hold on, Mike Keller. So okay. you're responsible for the death of turkeys.
1: Before I knew better. Yes, I was. Okay. I'll forgive you. I, if not responsible, I was complicit. Okay. So, uh, you
0: didn't know any better. You were a young kid. You were just like a young kid poking your finger at a bird.
1: (laughs) I was but a youth. No, but, um, yeah. So we had Thanksgiving and as I became vegetarian, my mom bless her is very accommodating. So, uh, and I only have, I don't have any siblings and my dad's practically a vegetarian too. So we just did it without the turkey going forward, which was really nice. So
0: you just, you had sides. Yeah. What was the main?
1: I guess eventually we had tofurkey, but I don't remember. I don't remember what we did.
0: That's really accommodating when your family actually cooks for you the, the thing that you love. They must really, really love
1: you. Beyond that, we're we're not a very food centric family. That is to say, like just like me, I'm kind of stoic about like whatever. It's just fuel. Put it away. Who cares?
0: What are you thankful for?
1: I am thankful for you, Jason. Oh, that's so nice. Well, I'm, I'm thankful, thankful for, you for well. my family, as I just uh, discussed. I'm thankful for all my friends, and I, I mean, yeah, I'm thankful for a lot of things. What are you thankful for? I'm thankful for
0: my family. Um, I'm thankful for you as well. I'm I'm thankful that we're able to have this cool podcast. I'm I'm thankful that I'm a person that is able to do creative things. A lot of people can't.
1: Yeah. We have a lot to be thankful for.
0: I think that my family is much, much more of a complicated experience. And I think that my Mm -hmm. family probably reflects a lot more of the general population, especially when it comes to vegan and the element of alienation you feel when you're surrounded by meat eaters growing up in a family where I was the youngest and I had, you know, an older brother and older sister, there was extended family and you're in a place where there's large group of people, people, maybe, maybe, uh, relatives, uncles, aunts, you know, nieces, nephews, all eating meat, all thinking that you're a weirdo for being vegan. And just kind of being in this situation where the accommodation is like, oh, they made lasagna for you, and I'm like, well, yeah, thanks, you know. And they put the lasagna in from like
1: it's that's nice. What do you mean lasagna is good stuff? Yeah, it's got
0: cheese on it. (laughs) Oh, that kind of lasagna. (laughs) And and then you get the questions, the questions Uh, of like, get the questions, you know, where do you get your protein from? Mm -hmm. You look unhealthy. Why do you do this? Do, why don't you eat this? This tastes good. You know, what's wrong with you?
1: <laughs> I get some of that from extended family. I don't think they mean it in a bad way. They, they just want to know. Thanksgivings can be rough, especially, you know, a lot of families come together and they, they don't see each other all year. And they even have like political differences, dietary differences, cultural differences, like generational differences, and um, they don't always see eye to eye. And sometimes it gets awkward. Oh, of course. Well, I have created
0: a Thanksgiving game plan. This is my Thanksgiving game plan for having a dysfunctional family and being the lone vegan. Okay. Number one is to bring a main dish. Uh, Something that's not a copy of turkey. Maybe something that's a contrast. Like maybe some enchiladas. Maybe Asian food. But make some really cool bitchin' or bring something that's really cool, that's vegan, that you can share. So, it's something that you can eat and it's something that you can share. Prepare to deflect. (laughs) (laughs) Don't lecture them about factory farming or global
1: warming. You know- What if they ask you directly?
0: There's a dead bird on the table. They don't want to hear about this stuff. Yeah, it's true. Um, I, I, I don't know. Maybe we can role play. Okay, go ahead, <laughs> and, I'll, Jason, and I'll, I'll try. Okay, go what, ahead.
1: Would you like some of this turkey? I won't tell anyone. Try it. It'll be fine.
0: Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, just, I'll just strangle you if you said that. No. <laughs> uh, no, no. I'm good. Uh, I, I'm, I'm full. I'm happy. That's good. Thank you, though.
1: You sure it's got protein? You look. You're looking a little weak.
0: <laughs> Number three bring a vegan friend to Thanksgiving. If you have someone that you have for a friend that maybe is, doesn't have a family or doesn't have a family in town, you bring them along and maybe your family will be on their best behavior or bring someone else there and you'll have someone to talk to and someone to eat with. Number four, bring an amazing vegan dessert. Now that's a way to let the food do the talking. And you can share it with them and it's kind of this thing where uh you know just the the, the concept of vegan desserts people are just have this kind of alien idea that that I mean it's changing obviously and it's, it's changed throughout the years but a lot of people don't know that you know vegan desserts can be so amazing and awesome and it's a way to communicate to people without you know, screaming about global warming.
1: And you can give them the switcheroo. You just give them the dessert. They say, yum, yum, it's delicious. And then only after they've enjoyed it, you mention that it's vegan.
0: That's correct. And then number five is to avoid drama. I think everything is about avoiding drama, but avoid drama and just play with the kids and don't talk to the adults. (laughs) Okay. Number six is to get drunk.
1: <laughs> I mean, couldn't that potentially exacerbate? You know, trigger some kind of confrontation.
0: I don't. It might be fun. You know, bring your camera. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't <know. laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it might exacerbate it. But maybe if you, it depends on what type of drunk you are. You know, if mm, you're kind of a quiet, fun drunk, then you know you'll mm. just roll with the punches. Cool. Yeah, if you're a violent drunk, don't get drunk. Number seven. Skip it tell your parents you love them but you don't want them to get covid and then get together with vegan friends and have a vegan thanksgiving potluck nice and so yeah so those are my whatever my survival plan i mean obviously your family you know your parents are bending over backwards cooking tofurkey
1: yeah well this year they're they're quarantined so i i don't want to you know because they're a little um up there in the years and so i don't want to um potentially expose them not that i have covid but you know what i mean they're they're quarantined
0: you can roll them a tofurkey ball yeah
1: i should um so my best friend hammy who is also vegan is actually making a delicious vegan feast i know her yeah you know her yeah she's she's, awesome she's the best um so you want me to tell you what she's making she emailed me her menu that would be awesome So, there's going to be a roast, of course. And, you know, everybody knows about Tofurky. Another another favorite is Gardein. They have another roast. But she actually got this new thing. It's called All Vegetarians Massive Turkey Roast. And it's, like, giant. It's, like, five pounds. And it's filled with stuffing that's all, like, whole food, unprocessed stuff. And it... It's a little pricey. It's like you can't buy it by itself. It's like there's a package with a bunch of different things. It's like $100, but they deliver it to you in, with dry ice. So we'll see how that goes. But I saw it on Instagram, and it looked, like, really exciting. Does it come um, up
0: with one of those wish sticks?
1: <laughs> I don't know the answer to that. It comes with a bunch of things that aren't necessarily just for Thanksgiving. Like, to justify this price, they, they it's like a whole vegan meat substitute package it's like a box comes with gravy of course um so she's going to make mashed potatoes and that's easy you just mash up potatoes and you add um some kind of you know not butter like margarine or some vegan substitute uh creamed corn is not actual cream you know cream is like Mm -hmm. corn starch um yams with marshmallows there's now um dandies you know vegan marshmallows a uh, four bean casserole, she's good at that, and then rolls and cranberry sauce. We tend to we tend to like the canned one. It's like fun that it comes in a homogenized shape and you can cut into it. And you know, just like what you said about tofu, you can make little geometric shapes out of it. Pumpkin pie, and uh, that's that's about it. Vegan Thanksgiving experience. What is it? Whole Foods has a delivered to your door vegan feast. Veggie Grill, Native Foods, like they all have something like that if you're not into cooking and I think they they do a pretty good job of it.
0: I saw that Veggie Grill, which is an American mm-hmm. chain, uh has this vegan feast. I think it's like $69 and it's mm-hmm. for four and not it's bad. a it's a turkey pot pie. That it comes sounds good. Yeah, yeah, it's meatless, dairy-free, plant-based. Classic Thanksgiving sides include individual turkey, mushroom pot pie, Yukon gold potatoes, uh, glazed rainbow carrots, baby spinach, salad with cranberries, candied pecans, vegan feta cheese, and a dessert, Ooh. mini shareable pumpkin pies. So for nice. 69 bucks feeding four, that's a great deal. I made a list of a couple of different vegan roasts that I've had before. I don't know if you've had them before too. We can talk about these. There's the field roast stuffed celebration roast.
1: Yeah, I've had that.
0: I've had that too. I, Pretty good. I, a little I think salty. it's okay. you, you know, it's funny. I, I wrote down salty question mark. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so field yeah, ham said it was salty too.
0: I really like the the um, the apple sage sausages that they make. You
1: mm-hmm. know, I yeah. use that
0: in a lot of different ingredients. Like, and then obviously the field roast chow cheese is, is freaking awesome. There was another one I remember having. It's the Kjorn turkey roast. I actually liked it. But I think that it really, really screams that you have to bake it. Like you have to really, really bake it. You can't like defrost it, maybe cut it and sliced and pan fry it. You have to put it in the oven. You have to definitely spend some time oven cooking it. And then it's the infamous Tofurky roast. The classic. Which comes with the wish stick, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is that little weird stick that you, you know, it's like, oh, a part. I guess, a wishbone. Um, yeah. And there's all these different, versions of the turkey roast they have like more deluxe versions that have desserts and Ooh. larger portions that one too you know i think it's really really important that you repair and cook it properly the consistent consistency can end up like a rubber ball so you have to be really careful cooking that thing i mean don't you think it's kind of round like a rubber ball too
1: yes uh i've i've never been tasked with cooking it myself but i could see how it could be a little tricky anything that has um, a lot of volume and not a lot of surface area something more circular it's hard to get cooked through like the you know it's it's sometimes you can cook the outside of something and the inside is still like a little frozen
0: yeah well you just have to follow the cooking instructions keep it in the oven maybe overcook a little bit the garden Stuffed Veggie Turkey Roast. That's the one that looks like a Twinkie. Uh-huh. And they H- Whole Foods sells it. And and that one's a pretty good one. That one tastes really good. I think that that one, even though it's like something you have to get, I think it has to get as a prepared food. They serve it per pound. And then my favorite is actually, I don't know if Tofurky has something to do with it or who actually makes it, but it's the Trader Joe's. Turkey roast. Oh, I think I
1: had that once. It's pretty good.
0: Yeah. It's also a little less expensive. I think it's Mm -hmm. like 1299. You know, a lot of the other ones are more like 15 to 20 to 25. And this one's like 1299. And I really like it. I think it, it just has like the best of all the different Turkey roasts. And, uh, Finally, uh, I wanted to talk about Violife. You know, it's it's interesting. I you know being on Twitter, you, there's all these cool like UK vegans, and they always talk about Violife. You know, I've we we're starting to get the Violife brand here in the U.S., but they've had this thing. It's this. It's called the Epic Dairy-Free Festive Platter, and it's a cheese platter, like a holiday cheese platter that you can buy. And it's been available in the U.K. Now it's going to be available in the U.S. Nice. Um, And and it's it's great that you have something that you can just, like, go to the grocery store, you know, pick up a cheese platter, and it's vegan. And nowadays, you know, vegan cheese is, you know, has, has grown leaps and bounds in quality, taste, texture, et cetera. And it's cool to have something that you can just go to a store, pick it up and you have something that you don't have to prepare and it's ready to go.
1: It's just in the refrigerated section next to all the other cheeses.
0: I'm not sure exactly where, how they're going to package it. I mean, it depends on, you know, what the groceries, where the, where the manager puts all the stuff. It was interesting. I was actually at Vons today and I saw like impossible meat beyond burgers and they just basically put it with the real meat now.
1: Yeah. Cause they're trying to disrupt the meat market. And Beyond is trying to get um, achieve pricing parity with real meat, which I hope they can achieve.
0: It's basically an issue of scalability,
1: wouldn't, wouldn't you totally, say? Totally, yeah. yeah. Um, I had never heard of Violife, you said?
0: It's called Violife. I've seen their product. In fact, Looking I've had, forward to it. I've had their uh, Parmesan at Whole Foods, and it's quite good. In conclusion, this is the one thing that I didn't notice about my family Thanksgiving, my dysfunctional family Thanksgiving was that as the years progressed, I became less and less of an alien when I would open up the refrigerator at my um, in-laws house and see chow cheese and start seeing that they're starting to embrace and uh, accept vegan food as well. So I think that,
1: You were just ahead of your time.
0: There's an evolution. I never get credit for it, but there is definitely (laughs) an evolution where I remember once there was a situation. This is like, oh, this is actually the opposite. This is like, this is the height of dysfunctionality. But we were at some event and I was eating something that I thought was vegan, vegetarian. And someone said, there's chicken in that. And then everybody laughed like it was some big, funny thing. And I don't know if you had that experience where everyone's kind of pointing the finger
1: at you and laughing at you because of your diet (laughs) choice. I must've happened. I I think I blocked it out.
0: Diets have evolved. And a lot of times these things that used to be fringe are becoming non-fringe and this subculture is becoming part of culture.
1: It's great. Hallelujah.
0: So, Mike Keller, I have one question for you, though. I have one more question for you.
1: What? Yeah. What
0: did you have for lunch?
1: Ugh. I haven't had lunch yet. What do you have for breakfast? Mixed nuts.
0: <laughs> what, what? do you have, like, some like nut dispenser in your house?
1: <laughs> I shouldn't get one of those gumball <laughs> machines that just dispenses nuts. Um, I had one. I snuck a scoop of vegan ice cream. Don't tell anyone. Did you put nuts on it? <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, I'll have you know all this talk of Thanksgiving food has made me hungry, so I will have lunch imminently. What are you gonna have? <laughs> oh gosh, I don't know I'll microwave something. I, I gotta see what's in the fridge.